0: Welcome to High Heels and Politics
1: with Mary Ann Christie. This is the podcast where current and future leaders discuss the issues facing us in Southwest Ohio and beyond. Here is Mary Ann Christie.
0: Hello, this is Mary Ann Christie, your host for the podcast called High Heels and Politics. Welcome. High Heels and Politics is a new direction for the listeners in Hamilton County. We want to bring to you an understanding of what happens in your local communities. You know what? You send a check once a year to the federal government and the state government, but look what impact your local elected officials have on your quality of life. When you have emergency, you need emergency services It's the local government that provides it. How about police, fire protection? Then you go on and ask such things, who maintains your streets, bridges, snow plowing of your roads? What about the leaf collection? How about waste collection? All of these things are determined by your local elected officials. And if you don't think that it has an impact on your most treasured possession, your home, it is local elected officials who make the laws and regulations stipulating on zoning laws that affect your property. What if your neighbor wants to build a kind of a rickety shed next door to you? You're going to depend upon your local officials and their planning commission to you have a voice in saying yes or no, what they can build next to you. This is why interviewing local elected officials is so important. The news media covers Cincinnati City Council, the county commission. You hear from the state and the national government, but doesn't seem like anybody ever hears from these local officials who have the greatest impact on your life. So today, we are once again going to bring to you a local official from the city of Cheviot. So many people say, where is Cheviot? Well, Elena Tucker, a councilwoman from Cheviot, is going to talk to you. But let me just give you a little history. In about 1800, a Scottish immigrant named John Craig bought up a large parcel of land he named it after Cheviot Hills in southern Scotland. He sold the lots. Place began to grow. The town was incorporated as a village in 1901 and a city in 1931. Originally, Cheviot was just a farming community, but today it is a residential suburb of Cincinnati. Cincinnati. It's the home of many of the German-Americans and other cultures that inhabit the surrounding Cincinnati area. The city is known locally for its annual Harvest Home Fair. Since about 1855, the fair has been held each year on the weekend after Labor Day. The city features a concentrated variety of small businesses along the main thoroughfare. Cheviot is part of the Cincinnati Public School District and it's recognized by the locals as the heart of the West Side. Our guest today, Elena Tucker is Cheviot council member, is a senior associate of Government Strategies. She was the community outreach director for Cincinnati City councilwoman Amy Murray. She's a graduate of Miami University with a master and bachelor's degree. She has spent years as a social studies teacher at Col Rain High School. Welcome, Elena. Anxious to hear. Tell us why is Cheviot Known the heart of the West Side?
1: Marianne, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm happy to talk to you about the city of Cheviot, why we're known as the heart of the West Side. Our tagline is actually big city spirit, small town charm. Our city is located between Westwood and Green Township. So between the city of Cincinnati and Green Township. I am a lifelong Westsider and I take a lot of pride in that. When I was ready to buy a home, I knew that I wanted to stay on the west side, but I was looking for more of an urban feel than Bridgetown, where I grew up. I wanted to be a quick and straight shot to downtown and the highway, and I just fell in love with a house in Cheviot. Our tagline, like I said in Cheviot, is Big City Spirit, Small Town Charm, and I think that's very appropriate because our city is about the people. We pride ourselves in our sense of community, Our city is filled with charming single-family homes, two-family homes, and four families. We have a walkable community, and we believe in small businesses. So what we lack in size, we're only one and a half square miles, though we do have over 8,300 residents we make up for in spirit.
0: Tell us a little bit about how is Cheviot financed?
1: Sure, like most Of the municipalities within Hamilton County, we... Collect property taxes. We also collect a personal income tax and our levies. We also benefit from JEDs. While we ourselves do not have JEDs, we partner with Green Township, who does have many JEDs, and we do the administrative end of that. So we get a cut of that, which helps to add to our budget. Can you explain what is JED for our listeners? So a JED is a Joint Economic Development District. So if there's new development in Green Township, the township can levy expenses to build roads and infrastructure for that project. Perfect example would be a new hospital. So in Green Township, there is a, the Children's Hospital there. There is a JED on that Children's Hospital. Employees that are working at Children's Hospital are paying a tax to Green Township. A very small percentage of that comes back to Cheviot, but we are very happy to partner with Green Township in that effort.
0: That's interesting. I didn't realize that that's where Children's Hospital was actually located in Green Township. What changes have you seen over the years that have happened in Cheviot that have had kind of an impact on lives? Talk about police or fire. I mean, do you have your own police department, fire department? Because since you're talking about one square mile, how do you have to pay for these kind of services?
1: Yes, we have our own police department, we have our own fire department, we have our own public works department, we collect our own garbage. We pave our own roads, and unless they're so big that we have to contract out, like we did for Westwood Northern Boulevard, which was a major project this past year. So what is a big challenge in Chiviet is something that is also facing not only the nation, but particularly Hamilton County, and certainly in Chiviet, it's not something pleasant to talk about. But our communities are very impacted by the opioid epidemic. Our police and fire runs are at an all-time record high as our first responders are being called to overdoses and crimes as a result of drug addiction. The job and risk faced by first responders today looks much different than it did 20 or 30 years ago. The opioid crisis is hitting Cheviot just as it is the rest of Hamilton County. In addition to that, something that I have noticed a change in, in Cheviot, is that over 50% of our residents in Cheviot are renters. While 95% of our landlords and renters and homeowners are good neighbors and care well for their property, we are continuing to notice that people do not take the same level of pride in their home and property that they once did. So as a result, council has been working to update ordinances surrounding issues like fencing and property maintenance. So Marianne, in your opening, you mentioned who do you go to when your neighbor builds a rickety shack on the back of their property? I would hope that that's not going to happen in Chiviet because we've updated our ordinances to account for something like that happening. I would hope that other elected officials and other municipalities are doing the same thing. I could make a long list of things that have changed, but those are a couple of issues that we're facing right now.
0: What about uh, the future? What projects do you see? Once again, Chevy is a very small community. If you have 50% of your residents are renters, is there any way of looking at how you can change that to get more people to be homeowners? Or you know, what direction can you go in
1: that's a great question, Marianne. So I will say, prior to serving on council, I served on a committee for Shivia called Vision 2020. My main objective when I was part of that organization was to promote something called a residential CRA. That did get put into place in the city of Chiviat. What that allows people to do is to come in and buy a home, make significant renovations to their home, but only pay taxes on the value that they purchased the home for, for 10 years. The goal of that would be that property then cannot be turned into a rental property. It has to be owner-occupied. I had a major objective when I came on council that I wanted to see more owner-occupied housing. And that was something that I led with. When I entered council, You know, I worked on it prior to council because I was so passionate about it. As far as the future... Council right now is actively engaging in an overhaul of our business district and what the zoning and planning of that will look like. So we are assembling as a council and we will be adding other members to that team to look towards the future and see what we can do in our business district to attract new business that would be valuable to our residents. One of the reasons I moved into Chiviet is because It is such a wonderful walkable community. I can walk out my front door, walk up two small blocks to the meat market, the fruit market, the bakery, and I have two drugstores I can walk to. I can walk to the library, I can walk to the park. Our community wants these businesses in Cheviot. These are small family-owned businesses. And with our new zoning plan, the goal will be to attract more small business.
0: Elena, that's fascinating. This small little one square mile community, the work your members of council are doing shows how it impacts the quality of life in a community. Let me just ask you a question. Do members of council receive any stipend for their many hours they put into their work?
1: Yes, we actually do. So I get paid about $6,000 a year. But if you add all the hours up, I definitely know it's not minimum wage. The past many Tuesdays, most of our in-person work is done on Tuesdays. I was in bed this past Tuesday at 10 o'clock eating cold pasta and the mayor called. So then I had another conversation with him until about 1030 Then I had other work to do around the house and finally got to bed probably about midnight.
0: I have been an elected official and that little stipend is not very much for the many hours because you're only talking about that one council meeting. But then you have all your committee meetings and then you have people calling you up and asking you questions. There is not such a thing as that you can go to a your children's school function or place without somebody coming up and saying, I don't know why you went and uh, allowed this or that, or why aren't you doing this or that? Those questions are always there for elected officials. You did use the CRA. Most people don't understand. What is the CRA?
1: CRA stands for Community Reinvestment Area, so you can have a CRA in a business district. This was specifically a residential CRA, so specifically geared towards single-family homes in particular.
0: I think that's a fantastic idea of how to get people to want to buy homes. One of the reasons is a lot of your homes are older houses, correct?
1: That is correct, yes.
0: And so when they want to buy it, the minute they start asking for a building permit, the next thing they see is their taxes go up considerably. And so they really... Find that they can't afford uh, to uh, renovate uh, or remodel a house and then be faced with higher ta- uh, property taxes. One of the things I forgot to ask you about, is Cheviot a member of the Open Checkbook?
1: Yes, I am very excited about that too. Last year, we finally became a city that is participating in Open Checkbook, which was an initiative by Josh Mandel, the treasurer at the time. What that does is it puts all of a municipality's finances available to the public, to anybody that wants to look at it, in one spot. And I'll be honest with you, it was a struggle to make that happen. I felt that at the time, our council became very partisan over this particular issue. This was something that was important to me because as an elected official, I believe in transparency. And I believe in community participation. And I believe that this is not our money, as in the elected officials' money, nor is it the administration's money. It's the people's money. It's the 8,300 people that live in Chiviet. And so all 8,300 people that live in Chiviet and beyond should have the right to review those finances. And then if they have further questions, they can contact one of their elected officials or the city directly for questions. That's their right. How
0: did you become interested in running or being a part of local government?
1: I have always been interested in politics since my senior government class. I went to college and have always been active in volunteering for political campaigns since all through my adult life. I went through the Joanne Davidson Leadership Institute a few years ago, and I had always been very happy being the person behind the person. Going through that program just really gave me the confidence to step forward and participate in a different way, in a more official capacity. So I really credit the Institute for giving me that confidence and for building into me for the women that I met in that program. And also, I have developed such a wonderful group of women in Hamilton County. And I know that Judge Searcy has also mentioned this in her podcast about our program, She Leads. It has been a wonderful program where women are building into each other. We're encouraging each other. I can pick up the phone and call any of these women if I have a question about what's happening in my city and get their advice or politics, or family. We're truly friends, and having that support has encouraged me just to do more and more with these women and encourage more women to get elected.
0: What would you say to a woman or even a young man who wants to get involved in the city of Cheviot?
1: Whether it's the city of Cheviot or any number of other municipalities, it's just show up. Go to a council meeting, go to a trustee meeting and see what's happening. In my community, our councils are no longer televised, but in other communities they are. So if you can't go in person, watch it. And then get involved in either a some sort of a community group, a community committee. So for example, in Chiviet specifically, right now we are looking for new people to participate in the Harvest Home Fair. And Marianne, I know you mentioned that before. We have in Chiviet, it is called the Harvest Home Fair Association. I would encourage you to go there. It's harvesthomefair.com to learn more about how you can get involved in the fair. Like I said, Chiviet isn't unique that it's about the people. All of the municipalities are about the people and about relationships. So start there, volunteer hours in your community and then decide if elected office might be the path for you.
0: Harvest Home Parade, we didn't touch on very much. Do you want to, at least before we close, uh, let the public know what is going on? Because it is the number one parade in Hamilton County. I mean, I've been there the day of the parade. You've got chairs three deep on every street because everybody is going to be there and they're bringing their drinks and their coolers and They're waiting for this tremendous parade and it is a great parade. I've walked in it.
1: Thank you so much for asking about that. We have a lot of attention surrounding the Harvest Home Fair and the Harvest Home Parade right now. And what has happened is that so much work has remained on the backs of very few. We need more people. So I think some people are hearing about Harvest Home Fair and Harvest Home Parade and they think that it's about money and it's not about money. It's about, we need new people with new ideas who are willing to volunteer their time. The Harvest Home Fair and Parade has been around since 1860. The Harvest Home Fair and Parade are not going anywhere. I just attended a meeting and there were nearly 200 people standing room only at the Harvest Home Lodge, lending their support, volunteering, asking questions, who want to get engaged. You know, this wonderful community event. And to your point, the Harvest Home Parade is unlike anything you've ever seen. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud to be, to live in a community that has the fair and that has the parade, but it is truly a unique experience. And those chairs go out, Marianne, probably a week ahead of time. Now, somewhere on the books, you're not allowed to do that, but our wonderful administration just kind of sees a, you know, lets that happen. So because we want people to come out, and we want people to support the community. And this is just one way they do.
0: Yep. This is this shows you why Cheviot is a community and it's known as the heart not only of the west side, but it's a kind of the heart of Hamilton County because of the people they want to participate and they want to spend time doing things that will increase the quality of life. Thank you, Elena. You have been a tremendous person to talk to about what is happening in Cheviot. Thank you so much for your service and the time that you've given. And in closing, we forgot to ask you, Elena, how can people get in touch with you? They would like to
1: talk to you about Cheviot or how to run, whatever. I would love to talk to you. So please do feel free to contact me my city email address is a tucker t u c k e r at cheviot dot org and that's c h e v i o t.
0: Thank you so very much, Elena. What a great interview. I'm sure, people will enjoy hearing all the stories about the work that you're doing and your council members. Again, thank you. High Heels and Politics with Marianne Christie is produced and engineered by Eye on Community. Music by Sharad Sate. Subscribe
1: and listen wherever you find your podcast.